0: Hello, Property Nomads. Hope you're well. Beware of Britain's ticking debt time bomb. We all have to be aware of this because it's coming. It's not as bad as it is in the US, where they are adding over a trillion dollars worth of debt uh, per quarter at the moment. But we have to be aware of this because it's going to create a lot of opportunity if you are the right side of some trades and you're in the right businesses moving forwards. So the purpose of this episode is to identify what this time bomb is and then how we could possibly look to get on the right side of it, just so we're not affected. Because when this comes down, and it will come down at some point because we're on a very unsustainable path, then that's gonna have a significant impact uh, both on the UK and worldwide. The other country really to look out for in all of this is the United States of America. As I mentioned, they are adding roughly a, a trillion dollars per quarter to their uh, debt clock. And it is about 34 trillion at the moment. It And that's a scary number. Ours is nothing like that, but it's still scary enough. So, We've had financial issues before. Um, I wasn't around in the 1970s when the uh, Britain had to go and beg to the International Monetary Fund because uh, we had a, a lot of issues in the country at that time. Um, I spoke to various older property investors um, and parents as well, and, and they said, uh, yeah, the 1970s wasn't uh, exactly the best for the state of Britain's finances. Inflation has run very high, um, mid-20s, I believe. A large government borrowing, mounting public debt, and they were worrying potential buyers of government bonds uh, and interest rates were having to rise in an attempt to bring funds in. That was the 1970s, and that should probably sound quite familiar to you in the 2020s because we've got inflation um, running away at the moment, I would say. The government stats will tell you it's come back down, but you know if you've had to top up your car recently, uh, you'd probably appreciate that that's you know anywhere between thirty and fifty percent up in the last couple of years. We're looking at uh, the government is borrowing more and more and more. We've got mounting public debt as well, purely because we're just printing currency for the fun of it. And interest rates have increased. Uh, they've gone up from you know, roughly the zero percent that they were uh, a little while ago up to uh, a relatively normal rate of five five point two five percent uh, and again, that's a historical average for the Bank of England since 1694. So there's a lot of uh, similarities between the 1970s and where we are today. Now normally um, the government what the government has done uh, historically in Britain or the United Kingdom, uh, it responds to crises like wars and, and pandemics by opening the checkbook uh, like most governments do and then it lets economic growth and reduced borrowing shrink the burden afterwards. So it, I would like to say we're relatively physically uh, reliable, but that's how, that's the game book that we play. The challenge that we've got is it doesn't seem to be true nowadays because we've got more inquiries going on, uh, people are asking whether the government's physical rules are fit for purpose. You know, we're now borrowing uh, even larger sums of, of cash at the moment and you know we're at a relative peace time dare i say uh, we might not be for much longer but at the moment we're in a relatively peace time uh, and the baseline protection is for the primary balance so basically that's the deficit excluding interest payments is to swell to 10 percent of gdp by 2017 the debt interest payments will reach 13% of GDP by that time, and the total debt pile, a staggering 310%. And it's still on an upwards trajectory. Now, that's also on the assumption that nothing bad will happen between now and 2017, which I'm sure you can appreciate is probably not going to be the case. But in just to highlight what's going on is that we, we've got all this debt at a national level. That debt is now eight times higher than it was 20 years ago. Uh, which isn't good. And we are now facing uh, demographic shifts as well, where the population is getting older, baby boomers, et cetera. So there's a lot more pressure on, on the taxpaying folk in the United Kingdom. And the, we're in this trap where we are pushing for things like net zero, the uh, fence budgets are increasing as well. And again, that's a different podcast. And we're in this trap where borrowing was inexplicably cheap, it's now back to its normal levels at around five, 5.25%, and we're in this debt spiral, basically. And we're in this debt spiral, and that in the, in the course of history and in course of anything that you read, anything that you might study, it doesn't end up very well. It normally ends up in a major reset, and that is where I think we're gonna be heading in the future. So Britain's debt is a ticking time bomb. Now, that will create opportunities because what could happen, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what could happen is if we look to write off all the debt or we have a debt reset, then what could happen is that everyone might go back to a gold standard. We had a gold standard in the late late 19th century. Uh, Everything was pegged to gold. We might find that we go back to a gold standard. Now, if we go back to a gold standard based on the current debt that we've got, not just the UK, but globally, the price of gold could be anywhere between, you know, 5,000 to 20, maybe even $25,000. And that's plausible depending on how gold is revalued in comparison to currencies. Again, we're not IFAs, we're not independent financial advisors. We're not going out and say, go buy gold. We're saying, if you study this, this has happened before, this is likely to happen again, it might be an idea for you to get on the right side of that. Inflation's gonna erode away you know, some debt as well, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we're in a nutshell, we're in this death spiral where it's just gonna implode basically. Uh, but government, mainstream media, we're gonna keep the game ticking along for as long as possible. And we're just gonna pass the buck down to the next people, the next government, uh, the next generation um, as well. There's multiple roots of the problem. Uh, uh, people will say it's demographics. I think that's got a part of it. Uh, again, we've got a lot of people relying on the state now, even more so moving forwards. Healthcare system isn't perfect. I think it could be run better to make it more efficient. And that would help moving forwards. Uh, and of course, we're up in defense as well. Uh, you can put that into your own conclusions. Some of it is down to the unwillingness of politicians to make hard decisions. And and again, it's kicking the can down the road. Uh, It's uh, jammed today, as they say, because people don't want to make hard decisions. Uh, Now, whether people like to um, admit it or not, let's look at things that Westminster have pissed away cash at recently. Uh, Big, ginormous infrastructure schemes. um, Network North is now being touted to replace this high-speed two-rail project between London and Birmingham. That is a project that shouldn't have been built or should not be being built in the first place because there were so many other easy wins on the rail network that would have been much more cost effective. Uh, again, that, that could have helped the larger economy rather than just building a new rail line between uh, London and Birmingham. That, I mean, you know, with all due respect to Birmingham, who wants to get there 20 minutes quicker? I certainly don't. But I appreciate as second biggest city. Uh, in the UK it's got a big attraction uh, and it's uh, it's done a lot of great things for the country so I'm being slightly facetious when I say that but ultimately that's what this railway is doing is with you're getting into London 20 minutes quicker but you're getting into Birmingham 20 minutes quicker how does that really impact the rest of the UK the answer is it probably won't but the government have pissed billions on that that doesn't help Uh, a lot of Billions have been wasted on other things such as middle management. Uh, The NHS, uh, you know, I I like the NHS, but if we look at how it's been managed and all these middle, middle management systems and all these consultancies that we need, it's not cash efficient. It isn't, but it probably can be if the right people are in the right place making decisions. Government and previous governments are just printing currency like wildfire and it will catch up with us. Uh, in the future and that is a very very dangerous thing so rather than sit here and bash the government uh, i'm going to give you a margaret thatcher quote uh, lover or hater and her quote is when there is only so much to spend you have to make choices that's it she also said something along the lines of budgeting the government or running the government is like household budgeting and that is where the quote when there is only so much money to spend you have to make choices Our government don't want to make choices. They just want to pass the buck down to what is likely going to be a Labour government majority later on this year. And they're going to have their own issues. And they're then going to park that bus. Um, Excuse me. They're then going to pass the buck down to the next government and so forth. What we shouldn't do and what we're not going to do as investors, as people that look at macro things as well as property, we are not just going to sit back and take it. This is why we are saying that it's important for you to learn about the history of, of gold, about the history of silver, and to maybe research what has come before and what could happen moving forwards. If you haven't already got involved in property, please do go and get involved in property. It might be an idea to go and do some networking, go and do some joint venturing, uh, get your first few properties under your belt, because it will be a way to help protect you moving forwards because when Britain's debt time bomb explodes, it's gonna be horrible, and it's gonna be horrible for you, and it's gonna be horrible for most people that haven't prepared. What else can you do? Maybe you are already in property. Maybe you can look at diversifying your strategy. Maybe you just, I've got a buy-to-let portfolio. Maybe you can go out and do developments. But I hear you say, Rob, if, if there's a debt time bomb, how's that gonna benefit me? go networking, speak to people that have got large sums of cash, find these people. They do exist. Maybe you could joint venture as well, doing some developments. We might find that asset prices might get remarkably cheap when everything implodes and people have got nowhere to go. Part of being a property investor is that we aim to provide win-win situations. If there are distressed uh, landlords out there and distressed vendors out there, we are here to offer a solution to help them. It, we create win-win situations. That's what we need to do. Go and hunt down as many win-win situations as as you can. Because ultimately, the this ticking time bomb has been happening for a very, very, very long time. Uh, it's probably not going to last much longer because we're in that death spiral. Uh, and we're going to see that more significantly in the US as well, where the income that we generate through taxes or whatever income we generate might get to the stage where it might not even be enough to just pay for the expenses. And if you run a household or you run a government or you run your own business, when your expenses are continually higher than your income, that is not sustainable. It's not sustainable full stop. And the only way you're gonna get out of that is by increasing your income, lowering your expenses. Uh, If you don't do those things, you're probably just going to implode. And that that rings true in all walks of life. So just to summarise, we in the UK we've got a ticking debt time bomb. Our debt's increasing. Our you know debt to GDP is increasing. It's not sustainable. It's eerily similar to the 1970s in terms of what's going on from a macro point of view. Uh, the government um, and then this falls of all forms of government are just pushing the uh, they're pushing this problem further on down the line. Uh, that's not healthy. We could potentially. When everything implodes, we could potentially go back to a gold standard. If we do, that might be a place that you want to be in in the future. But we're in this spiral where everything's just going to compound uh, and compound in not a good way. Uh, That being said, that's going to create a lot of opportunities because as the national debt becomes more unsustainable, if you are networking and you know people with large chunks of cash, we might find that when everything implodes, asset values decrease. If they decrease, that just presents buying opportunities, that creates JVs, that could create a lot of cash for you and I when we're going in and buying all these buildings we've got our eyes on. And also if we sat there with gold and silver, that might also be incredibly beneficial, especially as we come out from the other side with uh, potentially a new uh, gold-based currency system. Who knows what will happen, only time will tell, but this is about preparing for that and looking at what's happened before and looking at what is likely to happen moving forward at the end of the day if you are have more expenses than you do your income that is not sustainable the way to sort that is to lower your expenditure increase your income uh, and then balance your books uh, you know, whether it's your business whether it's your household whether it's government you have to be able to balance your books you have to be able to make choices and an uh, and, and, and adage that uh, i heard recently was it's good to fix your roof while it's raining hard because if you don't do that the situation is just going to get worse ultimately we should not rely on the government for all of this we have to rely on ourselves and that's what as good entrepreneurs you should be doing and that's what we should be doing as well that's why we produce these podcasts uh, and try and add as much value as we can moving forward what we would say is uh, a small favor from you if you haven't already done so, please go and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, the podcast content that we do is different from the YouTube content. Favor number two is please go over to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube slash Property Nomads, or the Property Nomads podcast, a link is in the show notes. Do go over to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, because uh, there's a lot of great content on there. You know We will help you to prepare as best as you can by providing as much value and content as we can. Uh, So uh, thank you for subscribing. It also helps to get the message out there and to grow both channels as well. But please be aware of Britain's ticking deck pine bomb. It's not going to end up very pretty at all, but we can get on the right side of it by being prepared because we understand the opportunities that are going to present themselves moving forwards. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.